Hey, it's Brian Flakes. I'm one of the Apostles of the Keep, and I've been going to QuakeCon for three years now. And I play lots of Duskworld, and I also love playing Quake 3 Arena. Hey, what's up? It's Dave Oshry from New Blood. Uh, we're out here at QuakeCon in the BYOC. It's sweaty, it's smelly, we're playing games occasionally, and we're hanging out. Uh, if you're here, come find us, come hang out. If you're not here, come next year. Everyone should come to QuakeCon at least once. It's fucking fun. We're drinking a little bit, a lot, a whole lot. Uh, we're eating cheeseburgers. We're having a good old time. Hey, I'm David Szymanski. I am also here at QuakeCon. I have barely slept, and they're projecting anime on the walls. Please send help. Hey, this is Andrew Holschult. I'm here at QuakeCon, and uh, I'll just... I'll, I'll drink all the booze for both of these two guys. Yeah, have a good Quake on. I'm Slip from State of Quake, playing Quake. That's it? Come on. Do something better. What? <laughs> too big for him. Too big for him, Shiat. I'm D the sexiest man in this BYOC. Thank you, guys. My name is David Briner. I've been uh, coming to QuakeCon since. 2017, uh, BYOC uh, for a couple of years now. Uh, started out uh, playing Doom in uh, 1994, 95. I built a WAD way back then. Uh, never released it to anybody. And uh, got a handle on uh, 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 Steam is Halo Zero. And Halo Zero is mainly do Halo is because of Nine Inch Nails and Zero is because of my typical score on uh, when playing good players in uh, Quake. So I played lots of Quake 3, Quake Champions, uh, Quake Live, and I had a chance to play uh, Rage 2 the other day, which is pretty awesome. Had a real fun time here at QuakeCon. Thank you, man. So we're getting to know the Apostles here walking around QuakeCon. I uh, just want to introduce my good friend here, Ease5000. What's up, man? Oh, not too much. Just lost to Festive Turtle and um, Spookroll in the Quake Champions 2v2 tournament. But you, you did win Quake Live, right? Or you came in third? Well, yeah, we came in third. Quake Live, 3v3, Clan Arena. Um, that was pretty awesome. We kicked some ass. Well, much love. All right, I'm CBX Zombie. I'm competing in the 2v2 tournament, BYOC, and it's a blast. Hey, this is Reflux. We're playing 2v2s here at QuakeCon, having a blast. It's been a great time. Awesome tournaments. Loving it. Welcome to another chapter of In The Keep Podcast. I'm your very own prophet of the drowned god, the Motherload. This show is all about the world of arena first-person shooters, classic FPS games, their legacies, their lineage, and the people who keep that world turning. These are the players, the developers, the streamers, the influencers. It is the will of the drowned god, Cathala, that our communities band together in her cathedral, to frag and give one another into oblivion for all eternity. Okay, so this was the last podcast that I recorded in the traditional sense before I left for QuakeCon, and it's an awesome one, but before I get into it, I want to uh, talk a little bit about our QuakeCon experience. So, uh... First of all, I do want to say thank you to I have a list here of people who made my QuakeCon experience awesome. I'm sure I'm going to forget somebody, but I tried to I tried to like line it up and remember everyone that I could. Forgive me if you if 
you know who you are if you saw me and helped me out, but forgive me if I leave you out of this. I do want to say uh, thanks to a few people. So first of all, Jedi Spam. Not only was he a saint who saved me a tremendous amount of parking money by letting me park at his place the whole time, but he also hooked me up with some delicious homemade IPA that I cannot thank him enough for. By the way, Jedi Spam, you were the first listener to actually take me up on the offer of uh, hooking me up with some beer. So thank you so much, man. I fucking love you. Also want to thank Robert's Auto Repair. I broke down on the way to QuakeCon, had a water uh, pump go out, and uh, Robert's Auto Repair in Midland, Texas took care of me and gave me a sweet discount on the price and got me going, and I was able to make it to QuakeCon on time. So thank you so much to those guys. I want to thank uh, all the guys from State of Quake, the B-Slip, D-Ron, Unkind, and everyone else uh, that just kind of pours into there. There's a lot. But, uh, you know, for putting on the tournaments and, and, and letting me cast, even though the audio was a complete disaster when I did it. But great fucking time, man. Thank you, guys. I want to thank Jane Doe, a staff member, and also just an amazing fucking human being. I love you so much. She made, she made a lot of what we did possible. I want to thank Quake Angel and Dramas for the lovely Italian dinner that we had on the last day there. And also just for being amazing fucking people. I want to thank Brand Flakes for being a friend and helping to pass out flyers the whole time we were there. I've already seen a little bit of a little bit of people responding to those flyers and, uh, you know, getting in there. So, I mean, we passed out a lot of flyers, man. You couldn't take a piss at QuakeCon without seeing one of those flyers. And I also want to thank Human Bones and Dude, not only for help with the podcast, but also for shilling the flyers with me, man. Thank you guys so much. Oh, I want to thank New Blood Interactive for being so fucking cool, having their section and just, being amazing fucking guys, man, making some of the best games there are. And Night Dive Studios, particularly, I want to thank uh, 500 PTS for hooking me up with the New Blood guys, man. That, that was fucking awesome of you, and I was so glad to finally meet you in person. I want to thank Violent Heart for paying for the fucking hotel. We, we stayed in style at the Gaylord, and it was fucking sick. It made me feel like a million bucks, and it made me look like a million bucks when I brought people into the recording studio uh, that I set up in our sweet-ass hotel room. So thank you so much. Ease 5000, I want to thank you, uh, brother, because you paid for my dinner at the previously mentioned Big Fancy Dinner because Cooler lost and Kilson won, and I won that bet. Thank you, man. X24, you're such a great roommate, especially in comparison to Ease 5000, who snores like glass in a blender, amongst every other reason that you're awesome, and you know, you know what you is. I want to thank... Human Bones, and do some again, because they made a lot of shit possible. They introduced me to a lot of really, really cool people, and the the podcast, as you hear it over the next month, won't be, it wouldn't be possible without those two guys, so thank you so much. I want to thank Big Eye Guy for generally being a cool person, and also for uh, introducing me uh, a little bit to the Israeli arena shooter community and telling me so much about that and just like answering a million million questions when I know you didn't want to man so thank you so much I want to thank Enhance for driving man we wouldn't have made it back we would have spent like 20 30 more bucks every time we went to go buy groceries or anything if you hadn't uh, (laughs) helped us out there man so much appreciated and lastly I want to thank Dark Shadow Rage for casting the State of Quake tournament on night two because I was supposed to do that, and I ended up with some really big podcast guests and could not make it, and you did a fucking fantastic job, so pat yourself on the back, and I hope to see you doing that more in the future because you are so fucking good at it. 
That all said, damn, it's a lot of thank yous. Holy shit. Uh, QuakeCon was easily one of the greatest experiences of my entire life. I had a fantastic fucking time. Day one, Violent Heart's computer basically exploded. And so I just lent him my rig and him and next 4 did a little switch around and they were able to compete. They did very well in the tournaments. Uh, East 5000 also did very well in the tournaments. And, you know, it sucked at first to like not have a PC at QuakeCon, but at the end of the day, that gave me more time to network the podcast and to, you know, just go around. I was greasing palms left and right, man, just shaking hands. I met so many incredible people. I just did, I mean, Plague TV, uh, Devastation, like one of the greatest Doom players of all time. Just to, just to name a few, man, I had a, I had the best fucking time I've ever had. And it, it was almost like Cathala was just moving things for me, making making everything fall into place exactly as it should to to have the best possible experience and i i can't tell you guys enough you guys are in for some killer killer fucking interviews over over the course of the next month and with that said you guys know that i set up the patreon goal to cover uh podcast production and once that was done i would do a an episode every week basically four times a month except on weird like quarterly it would be five times a month but that's not important Point being, the community showed up, and two people in particular paid for three straight months of weekly podcasts, and that is going to happen. So go ahead and set your watch or hit the subscribe button or whatever you want. You've got some good shit coming your way, and it will happen every week, at least for the next three months. And after three months, I mean, like, come on, it's going to be hard to turn our back on it anymore. It's just it, from now on. Most likely the podcast is going to come at you every week. So definitely huge thank you to Flambeau and to Brand Flakes for making that fucking happen because it is a huge, huge help. All right. It's enough reminiscing about QuakeCon. You'll get plenty of that over the next month. I want to go ahead and introduce our guests for this week. If you, you know who they are. DB Thanatos and Michaelis. Incredible fucking guests, man. Quake Champions Doom Edition. Amongst plenty of fucking amazing Doom wads, man, they're they're awesome as fuck, and we got to really dig into a lot of it here in this interview. I think it's a great one. I do want to preface the interview a little bit before we get into it, saying that DB Thanatos quite obviously lives next to an airport, so you're gonna hear some planes take off, but I don't think it diminishes from the interview at all. Let's get in the key, DB Thanatos and Mike Ellis. the creator or at least the, the planner of a couple of projects, uh, kind of popular projects for Doom 2. Um, and uh, yeah, just a long time mother of the scene and also a Quake enthusiast, even though I wasn't really into the, I really wasn't into competitive Quake or anything like it, more just like an spectator, but yeah, Quaker in that sense. Okay. Michaelis, how about yourself? And I'm Michaelis. Mm-hmm. I am 
D.B. Thanatos partner in crime for a long time. Uh, we go back to Ants of Death. That was a big mod we did together that puts a lot of monsters and a lot of weapons into Doom that come from other games. There were like 600 monsters and 150 games. Then we made some other pretty cool mods like Death Foretold about Doom 2016 into Doom 2. And QCDE, this is where we are. So we're going to go ahead and just jump right into Quake Champions Doom Edition because I mean, that's what you guys are kind of promoting at the moment, and it's fantastic. Definitely more than once on the podcast, I've mentioned it. And it's crazy to me how you take a winning idea, like the Quake Champions concept, and then you put it in an engine that uh, is dependable, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like the best game ever. I can't believe it. You know, but I really like it. Uh, Smango, one of my good buddies, has been uh, running a server uh, over in Kentucky for a while. We've tested it out. And it's got to be like such a crazy project for you guys to dig into. I've, I can't even, like, I, I've, I've talked plenty about how they struggle, you know, with balancing it uh, in the actual game. And then you guys seem to have already nailed it. Like, there's no one telling you what to do. There's no, you know, corporate guy in your ear just telling you like over and over again, like change this, change that, all this shit. Like you guys have done a fantastic job with it. Um, so can you both kind of tell us how, how you came up with the idea of it and uh, what inspired you to put in, I can't even imagine the hours of work into making such an <laughs> awesome mod. Yeah, well, it started when, like I said a little earlier, um, I was always into, not always, but I don't know, like five or six years ago, I started looking a lot into uh, dual, competitive duels, pro players. So I enjoyed watching a lot of, uh, basically it was Quake Live at, at a time. Mm -hmm. I, I loved watching um, the finals at QuakeCon or whatever event and and kind of living the emotion of watching a final of a duel between Rafa and Evil. Um, I love watching all of that. So it really started growing into, into me. And um, so I, I think that's the moment when I started noticing that I really liked the idea of a competitive game. Right. Uh, but I, I had no experience with that because I uh, I was always a lot into do making other, other mods and things like that. So it, it, I, I, I just, I had the itch to try my hand at doing something like that. And um then eventually came, what was it, 2017 or was it 16 when they announced Quake Champions? And I got really happy because, of course, uh, because of how much I loved Quake Live and seeing all those matches and seeing that there was going to be another game um, with updated mechanics and another opportunity for it to become an eSport and have a lot of people playing and all that. I, I It really hyped me up. So when Quake Champions came out in... 2017? Uh, I was, yeah, I think it was 2017. Yeah. I don't quite recall. Yeah, because it was the closed beta, and I know I shouldn't talk about the closed beta, but I will just mention it very, very, very lightly. Um, when when that came out, uh, the game at that time was in a really bad state. Um, the Quake Champions was in a bad state. Uh, and I did not find myself enjoying it as much as I wanted, because at least for me, what would happen a lot is I would have a tremendous amount of rubber banding. So that just made the, com the game completely unplayable for me. And what little I did experience of the game, seeing the weapons and how they sounded and um, all of that, I really thought that, well, this is this is really cool. I would love to use this weapon, even if not in Deathmatch, I would love to use this in Doom. 
just because uh, one thing that I bel believe that Quake Champions kind of, I understand that that was not their objective, but one thing that I feel they, they missed out on, it's making a PvE mode of the game, be it a single player, be it be co-op, uh, fighting just against monsters and all that. So I wanted to have that kind of experience, and I thought, well, I've done a project like that for another game, so why don't I just bring the weapons from Quake Champions into Doom? So that's basically how the idea started. Uh, me wanting to use these cool, cool sounding weapons and kind of just making some sprites that kind of resemble the weapons a little bit to have that experience and, and kind of have a good recreation of the weapons, at least in the mechanics, on the timing, on the, on the firing, reloads, and everything. Um, because at some other point, I also made a Quake 4 mod for Doom 2. So I, I already had some experience on, on, on trying to replicate the mechanics as good as I could. Yeah, that's basically what got me into creating QCD. I just wanted all those weapons in PvE. Well, you mentioned the uh, the sprite work on, on the weapons especially, and it's so impressive in QCD. It's some of the best sprite work in any game I've ever seen, I think, with anything. A couple other ones, got, like, um, have you seen the game? Uh, it's New Blood Interactive is uh, came out with it called A Medieval. I believe all of their weapons are sort of sprite-based as well. Also very impressive, but... You guys nailed it with that. Uh, did you do all of it yourself, or did you guys kind of collaborate that? How did that work? Uh, well, um, right at the beginning, when I was planning the project and everything, I actually, I, I can't do sprites. That's one thing I can't do myself at all. I can, you know, uh, do small things or, or simple versions of other things like sound editing and video editing. I can do a whole bunch of things, but sprite editing is one thing that I can't really ever, I, I never learned to do in any decent way. So I, I was quite aware since the beginning that I was not going to be able to do sprites or have sprites of that. And what I would do before in other mods, it's get screen rips or screen grabs and rip it into sprites, but they would look a little, a little crappy, honestly, because they would be blurry. They would be, and even though they're captures from the original game, it just doesn't look all that great. And it's a, a process that I don't love to. So what I, I had in mind originally is just to get, a, for example, a machine gun sprite from whatever other source that I could, where there's already a machine gun, and just put the Quake Champion sounds on it. And I was quite aware because at that time I wasn't sure of the scale that this was going to go to. So I was like, yeah, it's fine. Even if it looks like a completely different machine gun, it's going to sound like the machine gun from Quake Champions. So that 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 should give you at least kind of a feel or, or an idea of what you're doing. So I had worked already, I don't quite recall in which project, but I had worked with Captain J before in some other project. Um, Captain J being a member of the uh, ZDoom community. Mm -hmm. He had done some recoloring for me uh, and something else. I can't remember right now what it was. So I thought, well, if I have already a, a whatever-looking machine gun, I might as well ask him if he could recolor it for me. Just, you know, a, a couple of bits so that the machine gun is kind of yellow at parts so that you, you can get that visual feedback and kind of be like, oh, yeah, that, that's that machine gun. So I told him about it, and, and he was like, sure, I can recolor it for you. And then when he brought back that machine gun, he actually made some edits to the sprite, and it looked closer to, to the machine gun of Quake Champions. Now, th here's a thing that I think it's worth mentioning. Um, QCD actually had two set of sprites, of weapon sprites, throughout its its life. Well, it's still alive, but st still. Um, in version 
X, we were using the sprites that Captain uh, Captain Jane made for us, which are what we call Franken sprites. And that is taking little bits of sprites from many different sources, from different weapons, pasting them together into creating uh, something that resembles something else. In this case, he did a fantastic job of, of kind of recreating the weapons from Quake Champions in that sense. And that's what we use for, again, the, the times when we were in since 1.0 to, I don't know, uh, what was the last version of 1.x. And then for version 2.0, the, that are the sprites that you see now, these were made by Franco Tiepo. He helped us also in recreating the weapons of Doom 2016 for Deadfall Foretold, that other mod that Michael has just mentioned. So yeah, he was the one who actually basically drew the weapons. He literally made them from scratch. It's not like he got a screen grab or anything. He He's a fantastic artist. He does a lot of drawing. So he drew the weapons and then uh, digitized them, I think, I don't know exactly his process. The whole thing, basically, he made it from scratch. So he created everything in that sense on the sprites for the weapons. He he made the animations by hand. Uh, of course, using reference from the original game, but everything was hand-drawn. So that's where these sprites come from. And I will forever be thankful to this guy because he has helped us a lot in creating really high-quality sprites for for our projects. He, he's been fantastic. I wanted to ask, you, you did mention that you took some of the sound bikes directly from Quake Champions. Has Bethesda had anything to say about this? If you had any kind of discourse with them? Uh, yes, actually, yes. When Before we released version 1.0 of QCDE, we we released the video. Uh, it was basically the, the reveal of the thing. It was not like a trailer. It was actually just uh, us playing a match in a certain map. Uh, just to show how it worked mechanically, because before I had no idea if the mod would have any type of success. So I was I was dead set on creating the mod, but I, I just wanted kind of like you know to check the waters, kind of see what was yeah. the the interest. And so we released just a video of the mechanics, basically us playing the game, how it kind of looked, how it sounded, how it felt. And um, that's actually one of our most popular videos of, of QCDE. It got a lot of attention. It actually got some couple of articles from websites talking about it. And that's precisely what got us our first contact with its software people. In this case, the community manager, it, manager, it was... Um, Mortal uh, Emperor. Mortal, exactly. Mortal Emperor. He was yeah. the one ha that got in contact with me. And he's like, hey, I've been checking this this thing that you've been doing. It looks fantastic. But he actually came out just telling me, I'm just a little concerned that perhaps our legal department would have an issue with the fact that you're using both the logo and the name of Quake Champions in the videos that you are creating in this mod that you are making. So I was talking to him a little bit and he's like, okay, cool. Thanks for letting me know. And, and, and he was like, perhaps it would be a good idea to change it a little bit so that it's not exactly the same. Uh, and so that there's no confusion that if somebody Googles Quake Champions, there's going to be Quake Champions and Quake Champions Doom Edition. So um, actually in the first or couple of videos that we release, it does have the Quake Champions. It has the whole thing. It says Quake Champions Doom Edition, the logo and everything. And later on, we actually change it to be just be QC Doom Edition. And that's actually the, the official name of the mod, QC Doom Edition, not literally Quake Champions. Yeah, see, so you and checked just, all your boxes there. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we changed it. So that was the first contact that we had with uh, with its software. But 
Later on, I also I also talked a little bit with Tokyo Punch Out because we know each other since the Doom 2016 days. We would find each other playing death matches over there. I also talked a little bit with him, but nothing specifically related to QCDE. But then at some other point, even Sin Carer got in contact with me, and we were talking a little bit of the ideas of how there's some parallel thinking going on where we created something, and that resembled something else that was going to come out later on. And I think what he was, because he was uh, he was always a little bit shady on how he would tell me things. He would not like to spoil things directly. So he just told me like, yeah, I, I see that some ideas that you had is something that we have been working on. And then later on, I believe he was referring to the incredible uh, similarity between our character Zedek, which is from Hexen, but the mechanics that that character has versus the character that was coming up at that time, which was Death Knight. Yeah. And how these two have really similar abilities, similar uh, they're kind of similar in several ways. So yeah, we have had several, we have had contact with its other people, but everything has been really friendly and nothing really to be concerned about, at least as of yet. Uh, there was some talk that maybe last year's QuakeCon, there might, might have been a BYOC tournament uh, with QCDE in, at QuakeCon, but then uh, Sinker Sink told me that, unfortunately, that was not going to happen because they had some other things that they needed to do. And whatnot. But yeah, we, we have had contact with it sober and we're in good terms with them. Now, I think everybody you just mentioned, I've only heard good things about. I know a lot of people give Sinker shit just because of the state of Quake Champions right now, but I think he's been more than reasonable about everything. And I, I have to imagine that Bethesda, when they bought the intellectual property to Doom, realized at that moment, like, we're going to have to give a little bit legally because that is like the legacy of Doom and John Carmack's intention, you know, that it'd be open and people be able to do things with it. So they're pretty lenient. I talked a bit to uh, Unkind from State of Quake podcast uh, about, you know, because they actually use the music, uh, Andrew Holschultz soundtrack in their podcast. And I just thought like, mm, I don't know if they're going to be cool with that. But he said, oh, no, I already talked to Tokyo Punch Out and it's all good. Like, they don't care. So. No, it's good that they're being reasonable and uh, allowing you to continue this project, especially because, I mean, you're not selling it. I, I also agree. Like you said, a lot of people give Sinker a lot of shit. But no, I think he's a really cool cool individual. He's really friendly when we have talked. And and again, I have nothing but respect. It, it's true that Quake Champions itself might be in a peculiar position or a situation or state. But I tend to consider people because of how they are rather than what they have done or what they're working on or anything like it. So Agreed. yeah, I can I can definitely say that Sinker is a really cool dude. I, I have nothing but respect towards him scroll and back. other people. Scroll back two <laughs> episodes and you'll hear me go on like a five-minute rant about people giving him shit. Like, I just like, leave him alone. <laughs> he's working for like a huge corporation. He's got a lot of people telling him what to do and how to do it. And he's trying, nobody's working on Quake that doesn't love Quake. So give him a fucking break. Like, Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. He's got to be. He has to be a great guy, or else he wouldn't be doing <coughs> Quake. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. for sure. I, I do really enjoy. I spent pretty much all day watching QCD tournaments, uh, the Tasty Cups. So you made the game, and you're also dominating in the tournament scene. Uh, anybody got problems with that? Like, <laughs> uh, no. Well, um, actually, of the of the tournaments that have happened, uh, only one of them. Because I, I I play decent enough, but I'm not fantastic. So the only time that I actually got into, let's say, the money, I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit. In I think it was the second Tasty Cup that actually Sincero was actually there in chat, 
what uh, he was watching and he was saying a couple things here and there. Uh, this I noticed until I watched the VOD later, but he was like, and when he was watching me play, he was like, wait a second, the developer is participating in the in the tournament where there's money involved. So that that seemed a little, a little sketchy. But yeah, no, what happens is that the only time the and I think it was that one where I got into the money on the prize pool of the tournament. I think I got like fourth place or third place. I don't remember. Something third like that. Place. Third place. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I was gonna get I was the the, the last person to get uh, into the money there. Um I actually I've I've always said it. I've never done this for 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 money, you know. Yeah. I, I have no interest in getting any money from it, both from a legal perspective and also because I simply just do things for love. Uh, I love the game. I love Doom. I love Quake. So I wanted to make this. We wanted to make this. So that time when I got into in, in the money there, I actually gave, I told Jahar to give that money to the fourth place instead of to me because I didn't want to have uh, the, the whatever it was. I don't know. It was like 20, 30. I don't know what how much was it. Um, but I was like, no, no, no. Give it to to Painter, who was the fourth place that time. Like, no, give it to him. It's it's fine. I, I, it's I'm not here because of this. I, I, I was just here to play, to have fun and have a good time. I think that's the way to go, man. That's the, it's the perfect attitude, and I think that's what... I wouldn't want to hear anything else from you if you were saying, like, uh, I wish I was making a million dollars off of this, but if you're all grumpy <laughs> about it, you know? Like, that'd be kind of ridiculous. Like, why are we not making money? <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, you should. I, people have really crazy opinions about this kind of... Like, the, the guy that made Heat on, right? A lot of people didn't like that he was putting it on Steam. And in my opinion, it's like, look, the Doom engine is a open source engine he put a lot of work into his game it doesn't reuse anyone else's assets like he should put a lot of work into it he he should be able to make a little bit of money off of it and no one should give no, him shit for, for it. sure but, absolutely that yeah. in particular that mod it's it's i don't call it a mod it's a it's a separate game it has custom yeah. everything so i don't see why anybody anybody would have more more of an issue uh about that than for example iron fury or iron maiden however you want to refer to it it's a completely custom thing so it's a different game Iron Fury, that that's a totally we don't even have to get into that, but man, I was gonna go I was gonna buy Iron Maiden tickets like next month and I don't know if I can now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a tough call. <laughs> yeah. I mean they're still a great band, but Jesus God, like get it together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think it would have been cool because I, I can understand that the band themselves didn't have a it probably wasn't the band that was having an issue with that. It was more like their legal, uh, uh, their legal department. But it would it would have been cool if the band itself, some it, in the middle of the controversy, were like, "Wait a second, wait a second. This was our legal department. We don't have an issue with it. You can keep the name, and everybody would love the game, and they would love the band even more." I thought it would be, I thought it would be great uh, move on 3D Realms part to just say like they staged the whole thing, but because like ultimately it just gave them a huge amount of like you know, articles written about the game and everything. Like, oh, there's this controversy and now people are going to buy it out of spite. They're like, fuck Iron Maiden. Like, so, and Iron Maiden's not going to feel it either way. Like, it, if the game had sold, it wouldn't have hurt them at all. I don't see how it matters. But, eh, not in my business. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I really do appreciate some of the uh, the tournament quality of life things that you guys have going on in the game. I don't know if it's... I can never tell if it's an overlay or it's actually in the game, but even... Subtle things like you have like a best of five counter for tournaments and at the top of the screen and it's got a little dot that lets you know, okay, this is like he's won this round, he won that, you know, mm. go on and go forth. And that, that was really integral to to Quake Champions in the beginning, but to have that in a tournament scene and to have to know that you guys took the time to do that is is huge. Like that really does make it far more viable as an esport, in my opinion. 
Well, uh, th- that particular counter is part of Jahar's overlay. Okay, that's but... so now I know. Yeah. Yeah, no, but we we actually, if you check the first tournament versus the second, mm-hmm. um, there's a big, big difference because when when we released QCD, uh, the first version, and when Jahar got to play it and he made the the, the tournament and everything, um, we did not have that many considerations for spectating. We had a little bit, but not like Michael. Is am I correct to say that we didn't have the 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 health bars yet? No, we didn't have anything different from any player's perspective. Okay. Mm, okay, so yeah, when, when you would spectate somebody in first person, because you can spectate in third person and first person, well, more like free cam in first person. In first person, you wouldn't see anything different than the player wasn't seeing, you know. There was no, no, no meters of the health at the top. Uh, there was no timers for the mega and the, uh, and the armor. The... It was really basically how you would see it in first person when you are playing. So we, we noticed that that was not super enjoyable. It, it actually made the casting for Jahar a little harder because he didn't have all the information that he needed. Uh, so for the next versions, we kept on working on improving the spectator experience for Duel, where we added, much like in Quake Champions, we added the health bars at the top. We, we even added this thing that I believe Quake Champions could use because it's really helpful. Uh, we added which weapons the both players have also at the top. So you can see little dots indicating all this. The, your, the enemy has the, the the rocket launcher. They have this weapon. So that makes it really good for spectating because at uh, just at just a glance, uh, and when you're casting, you can be oh, this other player already has this weapon and that weapon and blah blah blah. So yeah, we keep on we keep on improving. Maybe next time we should add indeed the the counter for the best of of five um, over there because it, our interest again we love playing duels that's for sure, but we also love watching. So that's why we are so focused into improving the spectating experience for everybody. Yeah, it's a big deal to me as a someone who does try to stream a lot of tournaments and cast and things like that. I I really that means a lot to me, and I, I was hoping you guys might be able to give a little bit of insight into what what clients are like the best way to experience it. I'm assuming Zandronum seems to be the way to go. However, and this may be a refresh rate issue that I have not troubleshooted completely, but it seems that and not just in your game, but in most uh, spectating in Zandronum, you will get a refresh rate distability where you have a lot of jankiness, and you're you're in first person spectate mode, and you go to turn, you strafe. Strafing is when it mostly happens, and then it just the screen starts getting fuzzy, like my hand just did there. Um, mm. So what what are what are the like recommended settings? Is it a, like do you need to cap it at 35 fps, or what? What? How does the engine and the game function together? Uh, in Zendronum, the, the there's this setting called CL underscore um, ticks per update, which I believe is like, well, I don't know, Michael. You can probably explain this better. You have better knowledge of. But I cannot explain it, but it should be at one instead of default three. Okay. Yeah, because I, I believe what happens there is just that it's the communication between the server and and the client where you're spectating. So uh, it's like. How many ticks? A tick is at thirty fifth of a second in, in the Doom engine. So how many ticks are gonna pass between each update? So it's default set at three. So basically, you have a really crappy uh, refresh rate. So if you set it at one, it makes it a little smoother, but it's still lacking the interpolation that you have as a player. So I, always it's gonna look a little janky. Always because it's gonna be basically you're playing or you're watching at like thirty five right. uh, frames per second. That that's a limitation in the. We ran into a similar issue with Z Damon, and 
were able mm-hmm. to correct it simply because it, like you know, they, they do have an uncapped version, which most people are going to opt for because like I got 144 hertz monitor. I want it to refresh at that rate. But in reality, the engine functions at 35 frames per second and it, it's never going to render anything past that. So if you try to watch someone else's perspective and they're not at 35 frames per second, it will just look like shit. But if you cap yourself at 35 frames, uh, frames per second, you'll get a, a far smoother experience. So thank you for yeah. answering that though. I really appreciate it because it's it's been a, like bothering the hell out of me for a long time. Yeah, it's it's those limitations that we we have to live with um, yeah. in regards to the engine. And many people have asked us, why didn't you make this in a better engine? Well, because we are Doom players and Doom modders, we we know how to do things in Doom, so that's where we made it. <laughs> yeah, and in regards to production, which like obviously Tasty Spleen is always going to kick ass, but. I went back through a lot of your YouTube videos and watched the trailers for all the different mods that we're talking about. And you, you're really good at making trailers, man. Like, oh. I don't know if you should be, <laughs> well, if you want to make some side cash, like you should be making trailers for indie gamers or something, because that shit is like, Whoa, man, it looks, <laughs> looks professional, you know? Oh, uh, thank you very much. Yeah. I, 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 one thing that I noticed long, long, long time ago, and this is something that I noticed on myself, not on people in general, but I, I noticed that I paid a lot more attention to things that created some hype on on their the, the things that they, they were talking about. So I would see some pseudo trailers or videos of people announcing their mods, and they were just like, you know, long seg- segments of, uh, I don't know. Uh, five six minutes of gameplay to show uh, and it was all one take and it would show the dead moments and 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 all of that and I'm like no I, and then i saw some somebody else i don't remember what it was it was a long time ago but i saw a proper like trailer of a mod and i'm like wait a second this combines you know what you want to show of the mod in a really hype hype way so so that's kind of like what got me into yeah if I'm if I'm to make videos I'm not going to make them you know super boring I'm going to try to make them as interactive as possible and to try to show the highlights rather than the downtime because that's what get people people interested and that's how I started like looking into cuz I had no idea of how to do any video editing before I was doing all of this I would just um use window movie maker uh, paste a clip and publish you know so uh but then when i started trying to 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 get this a little better yeah i got vegas and i started uh uh you know digging a little bit into how to do some things here some things there so, i mean my editing is still very basic i still only do uh crossfade transitions and things like that but overall yeah i like to put a lot of time into creating a, a trailer so that it, it it's the best i can deliver and and I always try to make it so that the music kind of, um, I don't know, emphasizes the moments, you know. I, I like the music to kind of match the clips and everything because it makes it that much more interesting, in my opinion. I think you did a fantastic job. I watched uh, the trailer for Death Foretold, which I admitted to both of you I've never played before. I want to. I've been telling... I've been telling my friends, like, we need to put a server up for that. I want to test it out. I saw it a couple weeks ago, which I know I'm late to the party, but it looks amazing. <laughs> and I watched the trailer for it earlier, and I was just, like, reaching for my credit card. Like, I got to send them money. Like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, yeah. You, get it. Yeah, do you, do you don't do any crowdsourcing at all. Like, you don't even take donations, a Patreon account, nothing. You should, man. Like, you guys are turning out some of the best shit in the community. Like, if people want to just give money to you like I do, then they, you, you should allow them to. Don't hold it against them. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. I know um, you do it for the love, though, man. That's good. 
Yeah, well, I, I, I was always a little um, particular about it. We, we never really took any donations or anything. People would ask us, and it's like, no, don't worry about it. It's cool. Just just use the mud. It's cool. No worries. Um, only as of late that I started a little bit more consistent on streaming on Twitch, and I decided, like, let's give it a go. Uh, I was like, maybe a, a, it's a way to earn a little bit of money with the subscriptions. I mean, it takes quite a while to get the amount of subscriptions to get at least one payout. But I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll live it. That's an, a possibility. Um, then this guy, Nock, from Twitch and also in our in our Discord server, was like really telling me, hey, dude, you should really get into creating your donation button. You should really get into that. Uh, I want to donate a little bit of money. And I will always tell him the same. No, it's, it's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But he kept on insisting and he created an overlay for my Twitch and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, okay, fine. I'll try to uh, increase the, the the value or the... the the production let's value. say the production yeah of the of my twitch channel so eventually i implemented the, the 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 overlays that he sent me and i'm like okay fine i'll also set up the donation and i did uh but i kind of kept it hidden over there it's like i didn't have a donation button or anything like yeah technically it's doable you just need to kind of figure out how but only as of late that i started streaming again doom 2016 because i wanted to play a little bit i realized that my video card it's good for playing doom 2016 but it's not good enough to be streaming it also yeah. And that's when I thought, like, oh, holy crap, how am I going to stream Doom Eternal when it comes out? So that's when I thought, like, okay, if, if there's a moment for me to, 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 to ask for uh, if anybody wants to donate anything, this is the moment. So I set up finally the thing on my Twitch where you can donate over there. And I set up my goal for reaching, I want to buy me a, a, one of those RTX, RTX super cards that are, uh, more, that are cheaper than a, the 1080 Ti that I wanted originally. So yeah, that's that's where 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 anybody can show support if they if they so choose. But then again, it's completely optional, and 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 I'm really 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 happy to just put out the things that we do because we just do it for love, and never it has never been about money. Yeah, but in that case, it's like you know they want to see you continue to you know do your streams and everything, and then you're not taking that money and just blowing it on booze and hookers, you know. <laughs> I'm known for doing that. <laughs> I mean, whatever. It'd be one thing if you did that, which I mean, it would be within your right, but you're reinvesting it in their experience. You know, like, hey, I, I can be better at streaming and give you more of what you want if you give me a little bit. You know, it's you scratch each other's backs, man. That's that's love. It really comes down. You know, you say you do it for the love, you get that love, not not the hookers and blow love, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a different type of love. <laughs> So, Michaelis, uh, you, you've been a little quiet during the interview. I do want to mention that Michaelis is from the Island of Mystery in the Cave of Dreams, hidden away somewhere uh, deep in the misty fogs of the world. Yes, this is exactly what I want people to think. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I was told specifically to ask you, how much does red mean to you? Uh, that's from Mifu. Can you answer that question? <laughs> oh, wow. Thanks, Mifu. We're just friends. Well, to give a bit of context to listeners who are not in our Discord, Red is a Discord bot that I originally brought in because Discord was duplicating messages sent by people on flaky networks. I think they eventually fixed it, but uh, I think it was a couple years ago when people who are just on a flaky network, be it Wi-Fi or mobile data, they would just send the same message five times in a row and not to their fault. It was just a discord thing. So I brought in a bot and just told that bot to delete messages that completely match. 
in sender and content. And then I started adding it. One thing, another thing. <laughs> uh, one of the highlights that I added was a trivia quiz about Death Foretold with 400 questions and about Quake Champions Doom Edition with about 800 questions. Do check it out. It's cool. It also gives you rewards in our toy economy money. Not real money. <laughs> Eventually, they may or may not be translatable into uh, loyalty currency of DBT streams. <laughs> DBT, this is your turn to tell people about your loyalty points. Oh, yeah. Just that in, in my stream, we have a currency called the, the Bitcoins. Uh, and it's it's just used for 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 memeing around and um, also for people to request if they want me to play a certain game, they pay a certain amount of the, the Bitcoin. If they want to make me wear a hat, because that's kind of the staple of my stream, because uh, I love hats, by the way. Uh, but you're not so, wearing one yeah. right now. Uh, I should. I have it over <laughs> here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's just a, this currency that we have for that. And also, indeed, if people want me to play something different, they just spend their, their, their coins in it, and I'll play it as soon as I have a chance. Yeah, that's that's why Michael was saying that uh, the idea is to eventually uh, pass or, or transfer some of the of the currency that we have on Discord and put it over there, so that it's a you know a two way street kind of deal. Speaking of games that people can pay you for playing, for example, this happened recently with the game Painkiller. Mm, yeah, it happened. It was it was an interesting situation. Yeah, like uh, I, I somebody spent there. I think it was follow your no. No, it was uh, 1827. 1827, yeah. Yeah, 1827 spent some his his the bitcoins into getting me to play Painkiller, um, which I, maybe I could say a little bit about how it was a trick all along. But still, it's that's what it's used for. Right? They have got me to play that. They have got me to play uh, Team Fortress, which is, a, a, believe it or not, Team Fortress 2 is something that I really never tried very, very much. So I tried it and I discovered that I don't like it still. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what that's about. That's actually pretty interesting because so you're a well well respected in the mod community, both of you, and clearly have a reputation for turning out good gaming content that people can really uh, relate to and enjoy. Would it would be really cool to see like indie gamers try to like get you to play their games, you know, like pay you a little bit of your currency and then have you kind of like review or talk about the games that they're creating and give feedback because you'd be fantastic at that. Mm. Well, uh, yeah, I wouldn't definitely not oppose to to that. There was this situation, and I think it was in the Dead Foretold times uh, when when we were at at the peak of the attention that we were getting from the outside. That yeah, actually, somebody sent me uh, a message through YouTube, like, "Hey, I'm working on this game. Here's a key if you want to review it, if you want to check it out." Um, now, the only problem is that I don't know if it's still that way, but back in the day, uh, YouTube had an absolute absolute garbage message system where I, you would not get notifications about it. So that message was there for months, and I never saw it until much, much, much later when the game was already out. And like, oh, sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I didn't see the message. <laughs> I, I didn't see it. But yeah, no, I I, I I might be a little critical on the things that I review, but I, I, I like my games in a particular way. So if people agree with what I like and they want to hear my thoughts on it, I'll gladly, I'll gladly do so. 
But yeah, it, that that situation hasn't presented itself. But if anybody's interested, sure, I can just uh, give my thought. It's not really a review. Just give my thoughts on what I play and what I think about it. But yeah, yeah I mean, if I were making a game, I would want to hear your critique because uh, you are good at making games that people like to play. So anything, any criticism that you have, even if it's, I'm sure you would do it in a kind way. You seem like a nice guy. But if you want, oh, if you, you shit all over it, then I'd probably be like, well, I guess my game's shit, you know. But some people, <laughs> some people don't have that wherewithal, I guess. Um, speaking yeah. of single player games, QCDE, a lot of people don't know, is uh, also a single player and co-op experience. I personally have uh, had a tremendous amount of fun co-oping in that game. We even went through the trouble of putting like all the blood enemies and everything in there just to fucking throw 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 it at the wall, but. Can you guys uh, talk a little bit about that and how you designed it? Sure, you go ahead, Michaelis. Uh, way me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> way back, there was this huge uh, randomizer mod, Aeons of Death. It kind of had the idea that it had many Quake monsters. It had Quake 1, 2, 4 monsters, uh, which we have which we thought would be cool to fight against in Quake Champions Doom Edition. Because unlike Death Foretold, that was based on Doom 2016, and we could make monsters that resemble Doom 2016 ones, Quake Champions does not have any monsters. So we thought, so what, are we going to fight just vanilla Doom monsters? They're a bit bit easy after all these mods. So we just brought in Quake 1 to 4 monsters. of course, we recoded them because back then we knew coding worse. So we kind of well, it's sick. Mm-hmm. go it's, ahead. <laughs> yeah. So indeed, the the coding that we did in Eons of Dead back in the day was really, really. I mean, that mod was like over ten years ago. So it's really crappy code. Um, so we recoded the monsters to be more up to date so that it would work better. Um, in 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 uh, multiplayer games, because that's something else that we thought. Like, okay, it's really cool to have single player. And indeed, like Michael has said, uh, Quake Champions did, did doesn't have any monsters. So we thought, well, let's bring monsters from Quake 1. But we have Quake 1. We also have the sprite sounds and code for Quake 2 and Quake 4. So let's bring them all, all together. And um, so, but we also wanted it to make sure that people could play in, in co-op. Back in the day, we had no idea about multiplayer, how to code for multiplayer. So this time we were like, okay, we have more experience thanks to to that foretold. So how about we 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 improve the code, we we optimize it as much as possible, and yeah, we we ended ended doing that. And uh, it's it's good that Michael has mentioned Eons of Death because yeah, that mod is super 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 old. Um, but it did. I think of all the things that it did wrong, there was one thing that did right. At least one thing that it did right, and that was capturing or or showing to people how interesting it can be to have monsters from different games. Because um, you know, you play Doom, the the standard Doom, and I might be considered a heretic. <laughs> heretic. Um, I might be considered a heretic for saying this, but after you play Doom for twenty years, uh, you get kind of bored of always playing against the same monsters. There, there, there might be a lot of new levels and they're fantastic levels and they might use the monsters in interesting ways. But at least for me personally, after so many years of playing Doom, I was like, oh, well, there we go again with the input, there we go again with the arc vial, there we go again with this and with that. So 
by bringing monsters from different games, I thought that we could expand the experience of QCDE. And it only made sense in uh, considering that QCDE in the first uh, version, origin, well, it was released with 13 champions, but actually it was planned to only be nine champions. But it was like uh, Ranger from Quake, Doomslayer from Doom 2016. We had uh, something from Hexen, you know, from different games. And I thought, well, it, it, it would be neat to have monsters from different games. Would you have so many monster sets that they they a lot of them play kind of the same, and it blows up the file size because if one thing it's true about uh, Doom mods is for some reason people seem reluctant to download anything that it's bigger than I don't know 100 megabytes because always Doom mods tend to be really small. So I wanted to keep the file size kind of kind of small. So we we just brought Quake One, Quake Two, and Quake Four. We also brought the monsters from Doom 2016 and kept the option to play with the vanilla monsters. Um, and yeah, that's that's how that started. And 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 later on in the development, after we released the first version, we realized that there was a lot of interest to bring more monster sets. So yeah, we we also have the the possibility for people to plug in their own monster sets. We created a, a we created a guide as to how to make these monster sets by yourself. If you have a monster set that you already have from other mod, you can kind of just recode a couple of bits here and there, and then it'll work for QCD. And I think that was one of our smartest choices or, or decisions because that has kept the, the co-op or survival um, or at least single-player interest of people alive because only, suddenly you not only have this original five monster sets that we had in the mod, instead you have, I don't know how many there are, like 15 by now. There's a lot of them. People brought monsters from... Well, we brought from Half-Life, Half-Life 2, Heretic, but there's from Hexen, there's from Eradicator, Eradicator, there's from, I don't know, there's a whole lot of them. Duke Nukem, there's Caleb, there's, uh, what's the deal with, why is, so Sorlag has like a different name in the game, am I missing something, is that... Is that a lore thing I don't understand? (laughs) Um, All right, so what happened there is that uh, we wanted to bring Sorlag in QCDE, but we did not have sprites that looked anything like Sorlag. And then from this game Eradicator, I found the sprites of this lizard individual, but it looks a lot like a guy because it's super buff. It doesn't look... Yeah. Well, sort like doesn't look like a female because you know it's just a dinosaur lizard type of deal. Um, this this uh, this other character, Camchak from this um, Eradicator, is really anthropom anthropomar whatever anthropo anthropomorphic. That that's the word yeah. I was trying to say. Uh, so it it has huge pecs and it looks like a really buff dude and i'm like yeah we cannot make this to be sore lag because it doesn't look anything at all at all like a, a female or you know just a dinosaur it looks too much like a dude so we thought okay what do we do here i still want to use this sprite and i want to make a reference to sore lag so like okay how about we say it's not sore lag it's her it's her um bodybuilder cousin um <laughs> Sorgal. And it, it and the lore is actually a female too. It's just a really buff female. But yeah, we just wanted to put that degree of separation between the two and be like, yeah, it's a reference to that, but it's not exactly that. Fantastic. <laughs> and and in the end, we, we gave we gave her a different ability. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it's somebody else. Let's let's just say it's completely different. Totally not ripped off. I came really close to not asking that question, and I'm really glad I did know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's it's a it's kind of similar as to what we did with Galen. Yeah. 
So yeah, it's those those situations that we have. There's so, there's not enough sprites of females. That's the problem. So that's why we had to, as long to gender as bend a couple. Nix is in there. I'm cool, man. I'm in love with Nix. <laughs> Always have been. Yeah, yeah she's banging. <laughs> Great. So we, we've already talked a lot about it, but I do want to kind of get into the the background of Aeons of Death. I, I have a few things I want to preface it with uh, on my end. So I, I read the uh, Michaelis. Am I saying it wrong? It's Michaelis, right? Like with a long eye. Uh, whichever way you prefer. It's okay. Michaelis. It's Michaelis. Jahar has problem pronouncing it. It says Michaelos, and I don't mind the slow. <laughs> I. I have an accent too, so Michaelis, you you did mention uh-huh. to me how uh, Aeons of Death won the worst CAC award in its year of release, and that was released by a guy named Scuba Steve. I don't want to like target him directly. I'm just saying he's the one who wrote the <laughs> article, um, mm-hmm. saying that there was like I don't under, I don't get it. There's no reason to play it. Um, I think one of the best examples, if you do want to see someone enjoy it, is uh, Mr. Icarus, who I'm going to bring him up a lot because I fucking love him. And most of my Doom-wide experience is like, oh, I see what he plays and I'll go play that. But Oh, yeah, he's cool. But he he, he clearly had a great time with the wide uh, playing through it. And so why do you guys think there was this negative reaction? I have a point for this. It's kind of highlighted in Scuba Steve's review. Even though he summed it up in five words, I just don't get it. He had a point before. And the most heinous crime that Ants of Death committed was lack of coherence. But this is one area where QCD improves. In QCD, you can play maps with only one monster set per map. So you can enable several monster sets, like all the five default ones, or like 20 custom ones. And each map you will be playing only against one monster set, which will be internally coherent experience for a map. And then you go to another map and you are surprised there is new combat situation. For example, you could play Dimension of the Boomed map set that is recreation of Quake 1 atmosphere for Z-Doom-based ports of Doom. And you can play it with Quake 1 monsters that give way to Quake 2 monsters, also rips of polygonal monsters, but different, and so on. Fantastic, man. Yeah. <laughs> About that CAC award that we got for the worst what of the year, I, I, I could say I wasn't exactly salty. In reality, I wanted to ironically embrace it and actually display it on the opening of Eons of and be like the winner of the worst <laughs> CAC award of 2000, whatever it was. Yeah. I never got to do it because eventually I stopped working on that project. But one thing that indeed that article, well, that review of the mud. So, okay, I I did not like it, of course, you know, because you don't like your stuff to be called the worst thing ever. <clears throat> so, but I, it's, it's that's not, just, that's not what it says. Like to be mentioned in the CAC awards, you know, is if it's the worst wad of the CAC awards. It's the worst, in their opinion, of the most popular wads that everyone knows about. Because the worst yeah. wad, no one even fucking heard of it and they didn't play it. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, so, so I think even they, somebody else, they, they, they mentioned this, like the, the dubious reward or award that we got. But yeah, no, the thing about it is that as much as I didn't like 
seeing that. Oh yeah, this 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 isn't great. This this is pretty bad. I actually got something good from that, and that was where is precisely what Michael was saying about the 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 the, the themes because it it did say the the review. Uh, like there's too many things. There's so many things on the screen, and you don't know what you're doing, and 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 all of that. And that got that gave me the idea to create themes that we added later in Eons of Death. Not it's not as as particular or as as uh, specific as it is in QCD when you can select monster sets. But what you could do in Eons of Death is be like, I want medieval theme. And what it would do is that it would only spawn monsters and weapons, because there's so many weapons that you can also divide them by, by themes, that it would be only medieval type magic things, heretic, hex, and hex and two, and weapons from those games. Or I want a, a, a high tech, and you would get lasers and, and, and robots and things like that. So I did get something from it. But in general, I, I, I always was a little a little bit like, huh. Okay, so we got the award that, w- that it's the worst, but even inside of the, the, the article itself, it's, uh, itself, it does say that, okay, okay, this is not the worst. That would probably go to this other mod, but this is the most significant one. So that's the only part that I really had a problem with. But in the end, like I said, I just took it as kind of a, a joke and I wanted to embrace it uh, and be like, yeah, yeah, we won it. How about that? So yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. I mean, I think Eons of Death, it's a really what would you say, divisive mod. Because back in the day when we were working uh, on, 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 did I say QCD or Eons of Death? Well, I'm talking of Eons of Death. Um, back when we were making videos about it and announcing it and, oh, the version 5 or version 6 is coming. If you would look for videos on YouTube, you would find a tremendous amount of people uploading uh, videos about Eons of Death because there was a ridiculous amount of people that were enjoying it. As much nonsense as it is, I guess there was a big, uh, considerable market, market, I mean, there's no money involved, but you know what I mean, um, of people that wanted to play just nonsense, absolute nonsense. And I think that kind of has translated or has evolved into people liking things like Russian Overkill, which of course is much more polished in the weapons and everything. But people like the tremendous amount of mess and they love playing that. Some people do. And some other people that are more into, let's say, a more of a purist attitude, they don't like it and they hate on it. So that's why I think Ian's of Dead was so so divisive. A lot of people hated it. A lot of people loved it. I think what's uh, what's most appealing about Aeons of Death to me, and also you mentioned Russian Overkill, the, the fact that it has so much customizability and, and a lot of people are just going to boot it up, turn everything on and just have a fucking wacky, crazy time. But you can you can kind of create your own experience with that. You could select a map pack that you feel like, I want to play this map pack and then put Aeons of Death in there. And then you can kind of adjust your settings and adjust what, what kind of enemies you're going to run into and the, the types of weapons you have to that experience. So it's a really, it's a thing you can kind of like really control your whole, you know, whatever Doom experience you feel like having that day in. And I think that is super, super useful. Uh, that's another thing yeah. I, I said I was going to keep mentioning him. I'm going to mention him one more time. Uh, Icarus did mention that. It's like, yeah, you could play with this crazy bullshit, but to accurately review this mod, you would have to spend hours and hours like testing it in so many different ways to really give an idea. And it seems like the CAC award was written by someone who just kind of like went in there and tested it for, you know, a little bit. And they're like, ah, I don't get it. I just don't get it. So. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a thing that I always said uh, people would get wrong. And that's, uh, that's perfect that Iker said that because it's exactly what it is. Um, That mod was not created with the idea of 
open console, give all, scroll to every single weapon and fire it once, see what it does, and go to the next one, check it out, check it out, check it out, check it out. And then you check 70 weapons and it's like, whoa, there's too many weapons. What the hell? That's not the experience. The experience in the end of that was, and again, it has many faults. I'm not trying to say there was a masterpiece by any means. But what I think some people did not understand about that mod is the, um, the, the, what would you say, explorability of loadouts of weapons that you get, the combinations that you get. Because I remember back in the day, I would get this. This mod has the too many weapon syndrome where there's, <clears throat> excuse me, there's five shotguns and they all pretty much do the same. They, they have slightly tweaked damages. They, this one has a different outfire, but in general, they're, they're the same. And the counterpoint that I would give to that is yes, but in one run, you're not likely to find all five of those shotguns. Uh, there's so many weapons. I mean, by last time that I checked when I worked on that mod, there were like over 120 weapons. You're going to find some weapons. And in this run, in this run, you're going to find this fantastic shotgun and this crappy chain gun and this amazing rocket launcher and this crappy um, plasma gun. And then in another run, when you play a different map, so you're going to find completely the opposite. And you're going to find a fantastic uh, plasma gun and a shitty rocket launcher. And it would go like that. So that's what I, I, I think people missed regarding uh, Eons of Dead, that the fact that we had so many weapons was not to see. It was not just add more weapons for the sake of adding more weapons. I always said that um, really kind of blurry inspiration for Eons of Death was my time uh, as a young man playing Diablo. Diablo was the first RPG type of game that I played in uh, like slash, hex slash RPG, whatever it is. And it really made a mark on me on how you would get a lot of crappy weapons and then suddenly you would find a unique weapon, a weapon that has a lot of crazy attributes and it's objectively better than any of the other weapons, but it's really rare for you to find. And at the same time, you would get mobs of enemies, and then suddenly they would, they would come out this big dude that was not a boss, but it's there and it's way stronger than all of the others, and he's the challenge. So that's kind of what I wanted to do originally with Eons of Dead. Have a lot of possibilities of weapons, and every once in a while you're going to get something really, really damn good, and you're going to be like, holy crap, in this run I did find this weapon, and it was fantastic. So that's kind of how, how it was. But yeah, I can see why people would not like to invest the time to, to get to that point. But that's fine. I mean, in the end, this this might, might sound a little selfish, but we make the mods that we love playing. So Eons of Dead was fantastic for us to play. Clearly. So we had a blast. Okay. Uh, so I've already told you guys I haven't played it, but I do intend to. And actually, my intention now, I'm committing to it. Whenever this podcast is released, I'm just going to turn all of the Keeps Doom servers into your guys' shit for like a week and just play through all oh. of it. Oh, thank um, you. Thanks. So we, let's talk about Death Foretold. It looks mm. fucking amazing. I It's the last time I'll mention Icarus, but he did a really great stream <laughs> where it was uh, Death Foretold on the Bat- Back to Saturn X maps, and it was just like I fell in love with it at that point. I just, I just fucking haven't played it yet, and I'm sorry. But <laughs> can you guys tell us about that project and how, how it came to be? I know it's like a Doom 2016 sort of implemented into the old school doom engine give us give us the background give us everything mm, all right so okay that that mod has um a little bit of backstory in the sense that we worked in another mod before that before that one um that one was called um d4d uh, doom and, 4 for doom 
Doom 4 for Doom. Okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, so so that's a project that we we started working because when when before Doom 2016 came out, of course, we were all hyped about it. No, I think it was after it came out. Um, so we were all hyped about it, and I wanted to do what I did uh, with 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 QCD, obviously, a couple of years before. But um, I just wanted to have those weapons and use them in Doom 2 and kill, kill hordes of monsters and everything. So we worked in that mod. It was decently popular. It was quite popular at the time. Um, but honestly, I did just I just didn't like where where that mod was going because it, it it required the absolute absolute newest version of GC Doom, like versions that are not official yet, mm-hmm. the the dev builds, and 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 in my opinion, that's a bad thing to do if you want your mod to be played by a lot of people because it limits who has the 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 time or or, or the the will to go into this particular website and look for the latest uh, dev build, download the right one because everything was so experimental at the time that it was like, uh, okay, it's not no longer the dev build or yesterday. That one is outdated. You need the one of today. So I did not like that at all. And also I did not like how it was incredibly resource um, consuming or intensive or whatever is the word. Uh, it was really demanding. Um, so I was like, you know what? Scratch this. I want to I wanna start from zero again. I want to remake this mod, but with different aim. With a different aim. I want this mod to not require GC Doom and the latest versions instead to be played um, in older versions of GC Doom because at the time is when I discovered this thing called, um, well, it was called Doom Touch, which later was uh, renamed to Delta Touch. It's an app for Android where you can, where, where it had uh, GC Doom 1.8.1. So I was like, oh, it would be fantastic to play some mods in Android when I have some, some time to kill at work or my lunch break or whenever. So I wanted to have that experience of Doom 2016 in a mobile device. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll create, I'll recreate the mod, but with being that it, it can be played in old GC Doom. And the side effect of wanting to do that is that at the same time, I did not realize that is the same version that Xandronum uses. So then I realized, wait a second, so I will be able to carry this on my phone, play whenever I want, but at the same time, it will be multiplayer capable because Xandronum uses this version, this base version of, Zan- of, of GC Doom. So that's when the two ideas collided, and I realized that I had a golden opportunity. And actually, the name of the mod kind of reflects that. The, the name is Dead for Toe, but the, the, the acronym it's D4T, mm-hmm. which of course it's Dead Foretold, or it also means Doom 4 for Touch. That's the, where the T comes from because it was for the, the mobile version of GC Doom and for Sandronum. So it was a win-win situation for us. Fantastic. Uh, my, Michael and I started really looking into it like, okay, we if we're making this, we're remaking this mod from scratch, let's code it right. Let's code it simple. Let's make it as optimized as we can make it so that because of course when you play this on mobile or in a phone um or tablet whatever it is uh they're not as powerful as a pc so you want to keep it as optimized as you can so that it works decently i've seen a lot of mods that run at 20 frames per second in the phone and it's like i don't like that i like my 30 if possible 60 it would be fantastic so we really from from the ground up started rebuilding the thing to be up as optimized as possible and also making sure that all we were coding was uh, multiplayer friendly. And that's how that thing, that thing began. And that heavy focus on being A, optimized, B, multiplayer friend- friendly, and C, streamlined. 
because the other mod that we worked on was a lot into buying menus and and have 12 different key binds to do 12 different things. And this one is like, no, you're only going to have like two or three new binds and that's that. All the operas, you're going to find them in the world. It's going to be much more of a streamlined experience where you just run and gun, kill, get upgrades and all that. You don't have to stop to think, how am I going to spend my points? No, 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 nothing like it. So that's that's basically the spirit of Dead Foretold. That's how, how that started. I think it, it's really cool how, how that mod gonna, just goes over any like futuristic map pack. It's like, bam, new experience. Like It's awesome. That's why people to this day, like I mentioned earlier, ask us why we mod things for Doom. And the reason is because there's so many maps, yeah. so many maps by so many people. It's almost unlimited amount of options that you have to play. So, yeah, that's why we keep on working on Doom Mods. It's just so fun to play so many maps that have been done through the years and so many maps that are still being worked on and released. Beautiful stuff. I love it. Well, I do want to say thank you to both of you. DB Thanatos, I really appreciate you doing this, man. I, I know I just now kind of like reached out to you and you were like, yeah, let's do it. And we got it done. Michaelis, <laughs> no one knows this except for probably the two of you, but I've been trying to get Michaelis to do the show since like episode two. So I really appreciate you coming on as well, man. And he's been also, yeah, like super cool about letting me just post it everywhere, even if it's not relevant in that discord channel. So I appreciate it. Fine. Thanks for having us. Yeah. You guys work on anything else? Cool stuff in the future? Like, I'd love to have you both again. You've been great guests. So uh, do you have any closing thoughts before we get out of here? QCD 3.0 will be wild. <laughs> okay. I can't wait to try Definitely it out. Definitely will. Yeah, yeah, we we have a lot of surprises on on store for for the future. Um, we re- we recently released the thirtieth and last champion of QCD because we wanted to close the rost- roster at some point so that we don't end up with seventy five different champions and a unmanageable menu. Uh, but yeah, in the we're not done by any means with this mod. We still want to make more maps. We're gonna add a couple of features that I think are gonna be very interesting. I guess I can just uh, reveal a little bit about it in an upcoming version. We're gonna allow, or we're we're gonna implement the um, ability to create your own champions and plug your own champions. So people that want to go nuts and add characters from the most nonsense things that they have asked us, like add Sonic or add um, I don't know whatever else, they're gonna be able to do that. So yeah, it's re- I'm really happy to get that out there. It's still a little bit away from now, but definitely, definitely we're still working on the thing. We don't have any plans for at the moment for other mods. I w- we want to retouch a couple of our other mods to bring them up to to date so that they work in newer versions of the engine. But yeah, we'll see what time tells. A lot of people ask us if we're going to do a mod about Doom Eternal. We don't know yet. We'll we will have to play the game, see how we feel about it, and if we have the time and resources and people to help us, maybe, maybe we'll do it. So I want to give some shout outs to some of the people that really have made everything possible over here. First of all, uh, like I mentioned before, Captain J helped us creating the sprites for QCDE, but then there's Franco Tiepo who has helped us in spriting a lot of things, the weapons in in 2.0, in Dead Foretold. Also big shout out to Marky Music, because that dude is its MVP that provided us with the original soundtrack for the mod. To George Exley, who has done the voices for several champions. There's a lot of people, seriously, a lot of people that I, I, I would like to shout out. But there's a credit files for that. But no, thank you very much for having us, man. I really appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, I can't wait to have the music roll behind you, like, saying the credits like that. It's going to be cool.
crowned god Kefala, and these are my commandments. There shall be a North American Quake World Duel Tournament, and it shall be called Manifest Destiny. It shall be presented by the Keep, the United States Quake Community, and all through the Sentinel.net. It shall be held on Saturday, August 10th, 2019 at 7pm Eastern Time, and there shall be a prize of $100 for the winner. Now go forth and frag my children. Legitimize Quick World in North America again. Alright, music this week was provided by the original soundtrack to QC Doom Edition by Michael Markey, the legendary motherfucker himself. His music will be provided in the show notes. You can go check that out at Bandcamp, uh, his Bandcamp account. Also, uh, as you heard just now, the uh, Cathala wants me to tell you about this uh, dual tournament coming up. It's uh, <laughs> Manifest Destiny, baby. It's going to be fucking kick-ass. I believe sign-ups are now closed, but you can always sign up late and just see if someone else drops out if you just really want to participate. And that will be August 10th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time Zone. Please do join us. Uh, you can check it out on the stream, blah, 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 all that good shit. Uh, also, make sure you check out our website, inthekeep.com. You can get uh, links to all of the different places to listen to the podcast, as well as our support links. Highly recommend the Amazon link, because it doesn't cost you anything fucking extra, but obviously you can do do the Patreon, or you can also just drop some shit into PayPal. We greatly appreciate everything we get. It really fucking helps. Leave a like, a subscribe, or a review, or whatever the fuck you want to do in order to help. Support the podcast. Again, that shit really helps. It really does. It makes us look good to other people. And if you want uh, other people to experience this podcast, you can do that. Or you can just tell motherfuckers about it. Word of mouth is the best fucking way. So do that. You're a bad motherfucker if you do. And we will always, always love and appreciate you. Big thanks to DB Thanatos and to Michaelis for doing this interview because they were both bad motherfuckers. And I highly recommend you go check out their wides. Uh, obviously, I don't have to plug that. We just spent an hour talking about it. So please... For the love of God, if you love Doom, if you love Quake, give these guys a little bit of love. Show them some fucking love, people, because they're they're doing it. They're out there doing it, and they're doing it for fucking free. What are you doing, you schmuck, for free? You're working at your job for money? So are they, and they're also doing cool shit for free. I'm just kidding, man. I fucking love you guys. If you like this podcast, go check out QuakeCast. Dump Truck and RC are bad sons of bitches. They're doing awesome-ass fucking interviews. They just recently had my boy Andrew Holschult on, and it was a kick-ass fucking interview. If you don't know who he is, he makes all the soundtracks to everything you fucking care about, and he's the fucking boss. Highly recommend that. Also, go check out my boy Smango over at Full Tech Podcast. He's the shit, and you'll love his fucking podcast, too. I guarantee tee it. Oh, shit, that's a lot of stuff. Can you tell my voice is shot? Man, my voice is fucked up from QuakeCon, dude. I can barely speak. But I got through this. I made this fucking podcast for you. I hope you enjoy it. And that's pretty much it, man. I hope you guys have a great time while you're hanging out with us here and that you stay in the keep. Peace.